Welcome, everyone, to Burgess Power Hour. We are here, and tonight, today, this moment, we are going to be sharing men are dogs, and the woman is always right. And boy, has that triggered up quite a quite a storm, I'd say. So uh, uh, Facebook has already shut me down um, on that, said that it was hate speech. So uh, apparently people are getting triggered with this title. And any of, the, any of you who know me, you know it is a metaphor. You know that it's, a, it's not <laughs> about that, right? And those of you who have never heard me talk before or never uh, been involved in any of our Essence of Being programs or any of the Conscious Leadership Academy or Bubble Talk with Burge or any of that stuff. Maybe this is your first time listening or hearing or being with us. So welcome. But those of you who do know this is there it's a metaphor. So I'm using that as a metaphor and Facebook, you know, they don't have a sense of humor anymore, I guess. So um I'm gonna go ahead and just um go ahead and mute everybody for a minute. So everybody's muted, uh, except if you want to talk, and as you know, um, I'm, it's a very experiential hour. So you want to make sure that you have pen and paper and something to write on. And those of you who did register for the call, you will get a recording of it. And you can go back, like if you're driving right now or you can't write it down right now, you'll be able to go back and do these experiential parts because I love to have you really explore things um, experientially. So get that ready so that you can be ready to write some things down. And you might want to take notes too, but definitely I'm going to have you do some subconscious stuff to kind of go in there and look around so you can discover some things about relationships for yourself. Clearly, um, this is about relationships. Men are dogs and the woman is always right. Um, and long story short, uh, if you want to speak, we definitely want to hear from you and, your, and share some of the things that you may be uh, about halfway through. We'll have some sharing. Um, and you can hit star six, and that will unmute you. Um, but without further ado, I want to make sure that my husband, my hubby, Brad, is on the call. If you hit star six, he'll he'll join us because I figured, um, you know, what better time for him to be on the call with us than this men are dogs and the woman is always right because he's the one who wanted me to finish writing this book. I started this book back in 20. Uh, 2009, no, 2007. 2007, I started writing this book. And now, uh, because of the Me Too movement and the uh, Time's Up and the Us Too, it's been very interesting the kind of feedback I've been getting about the name, just the name of the book. And I just want to put uh, a caveat out there that this whole thing is definitely a metaphor, okay? for me to explain how to have and how to enjoy harmonious relationships in this kind of a world right now. And this covers all gender spectrums. So it's not just about male-female relationship. It can cover any kind of relationship that you want to have, and you'll understand why in just a minute. So I did a bubble talk uh, on this subject a little bit, and of course, 
our Conscious Leadership Academy that uh, we have, which is our 12-month membership, is now we're in just starting our relationship module. So you guys are going to be really getting into this a lot. But I wanted to share this with all of you tonight to kind of get you thinking about all of this. So, Brad, are you on? I am. Hello. Well, hello. <laughs> you're calling from Wisconsin, and I'm in Atlanta. So I'm just glad you're here, and and he can tell you that this has been a definite um, road for us, being able to uh, flesh all of this out. So it's been uh, quite a journey getting this to print. Uh, but now, like I said, I'm just having to overcome my um fear right now around uh people just not understanding where I'm coming from with this but so let's get right let's get right to it shall we <laughs> so you can understand what all this means uh and it is told from a woman's point of view a lot of this is because I'm a woman hello and so let me just ask you a question before we start do you ever wonder why men and women have trouble communicating to each other or do you ever wonder why you can't get what you want, perhaps, from your relationships? Or do you ever feel there's something missing in your relationship and you just can't put your finger on it? Or maybe you just can't keep a relationship or you don't, maybe you don't even want one. I think that covers everybody, right? And one of the other questions that hopefully we'll answer tonight is, have you ever, have you ever wondered what causes you to fall out of love? So clearly men and women are different and we process things differently and we have our own agendas and many of which are unconscious or subconscious thoughts that we don't even know about. So we're going to go there and discover what those are for you tonight. Yay! So if you've ever done any kind of affirmations or you think or write about what you want and it hasn't come true for you, don't be discouraged because you know, as you know, our brains have positive and negative thoughts. Some are conscious, some are unconscious and subconscious. And as you know, in any of the workshops that I do, the subconscious ones are the most powerful ones, and they tend to run things. So all this bubble talk that I'm talking about is going on within yourself and within your mate. Okay? So no, no, girls, he doesn't know what you're thinking. And this goes for any, like I said, you can apply this to any type of relationship, any gender spectrum relationship you have. People think that they, you know, their partner can read their mind. Now, many women assume that men are mind readers and they should know when and what to say. And women think that will ease their own insecurities is what happens. So many of us get involved with the opposite man that we want or the one that we think will fill our holes. Now, get your mind out of the gutter. You know what I mean by that, some of you. What I mean is that void, that that something we yearn for looking outside of ourselves to fill us up. And we'll go into what that is in a minute uh, when I talk about orbiting in love instead of falling in love. Okay, so I'm talking about being attracted to someone, thinking that they will tell us what we want to hear because we need them to tell us. If they don't tell us, then maybe they are right and we won't tell ourselves or believe it about ourselves that we are beautiful or loved or wanted or worthy or any of that stuff. So 
I'm just setting us up the context of where we're going here. Because after working with many couples uh, about their communication issues and relationships, I found that there are some common patterns that couples follow. Um, Men look for women to appreciate and respect them so that they can respect themselves. They use women as mirrors to see what they hope they are. Women look for men to tell them that they are wanted, loved, beautiful, and important. Again, women are using men for mirrors to see what they would like to believe about themselves. And this is true about any kind of relationship. We mirror each other. And we look outside of ourselves, and we look, when we want that person, whatever, whoever they are, to mirror back to us what we want to hear and maybe what, some of the things that we are afraid to acknowledge within ourselves. So both men and women want each other to make themselves whole. There's a feeling that there's something missing sometimes in themselves, all right? So they look to each other to fill that aspect of themselves. And that's what I have found in doing a lot of relationship counseling. And certainly um, it's, it's in our culture, isn't it? It's, in, it's not just with men and women, but think about the movie Jerry Maguire where Tom Cruise says, you complete me. We all swoon and think how fabulous. But what we're really doing is asking that other person to be responsible for our happiness. And no matter how hard each other tries, they cannot satisfy the inner part of them that nobody sees. So that's why Brad and I did our orbiting in love and our and our wedding vows. We set it up that way so we're not asking each other to fill ourselves up, to love me enough and prove to me enough that I'm lovable. Because we try, we try to do that in relationships. We try, and that's that honeymoon stage. And we'll we'll talk about orbiting in love. Is that true, Brad? Do you think that we uh, have pretty much gone through that, and now it's we don't ask each other to do anything to fill our own belief that we're whole and complete? Absolutely, we honor and respect each other's orbit and support each other's orbit while maintaining our own orbit. Perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, there's a whole section we're going to talk about this, but I want to get to, before we go there, I want to get to what I mean by the woman is always right. Okay. Many people and cultures believe that there are male and female aspects within each of us, the yin and the yang. Okay, since we are not innately asexual, we have a physical need for both genders for procreation. However, each of these genders is present within each of us. Eastern medicine calls the left side of us the female side, which is the receiving side. The right side is the male side or the giving side. So if we have the aspects of the right and left hemispheres of the brain together, we can see a pattern developing on all levels, including our spiritual, physical, and emotional levels. So the left side of the brain can be interpreted as the male side. It controls linear thought, logic, and language. The right side of the brain can be interpreted as the female side. It controls the emotions, intuition, creativity, So the key word here is intuition. 
So if men or women would just follow and trust their intuition, it will never misguide them. Too many of us talk ourselves out of what our gut tells us, don't we? Whether we're male or female physically, it doesn't matter. The intuitive side of us is always right. So that's what I mean by the woman is always right. The female side. We each have a male and female side. No matter what our sexual proclivities are, no matter what our gender is, we have those sides in our brains. We have those sides in our emotions. We have those sides in our receiving and our giving. And it's that divine masculine and divine feminine sides that we all have. So with practice, we can bring our two halves together, our two sides together as a whole brain experience. So just remember, we have the ability to do this for ourselves. Once we realize we can have a whole brain experience, we can let our partners off the hook. It's freeing to know that we're not responsible for someone else's happiness, isn't it? And I, and I know some of you out there are saying, yeah, but, but we want to make the other person happy. And that's fine. That's fine to share in someone's happiness. Absolutely. But to actually put them in charge of making that happen puts quite a burden on them. And Brad, you know, you're really good at uh, you know, we're, 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 we have a conscious relationship. So putting a burden, you know, saying, hey, you make me feel this way or the kind of way we speak to each other, you know, we've said before, you know, it's not your job to make me happy. So, you know, we have fired each other from that job. Would you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> and I always look for ways to make you happy, but I'm not responsible for your happiness. Perfect. Yeah, so I'm not saying, hey, if you don't make me happy, it's your fault. You know, a lot of times you might hear yourself saying, yeah, but if you loved me, you would blank, blank, blank. So fill in the blank with whatever you want him or her to say or do at the time. And But what you're really saying is do or say that for me so I will feel loved, so I can believe I'm lovable. And you may be looking to your mate to say things that will convince you to love yourself, to know that you are whole and complete and love yourself. So here's a little survey I want you to do, okay? I'm going to first ask the women, and you, can, uh, you're not, you don't have to write this down. I just want you just to say this to yourself first. This is just for women. You ready? Um, do I believe I have the right to speak my mind? Yes or no? Do I allow my mate to tell their truth whether I want to hear it or not? Yes or no? Did my mother run her relationships with bribes? In other words, did your mother bribe people and do things for people, your, your, your dad or your male caregiver? Did she bribe them? In any way? Did she truly respect your father? So those of you who grew up with maybe a a female caregiver or a male, male caregiver, that's what I'm talking about. Was there respect for each other? Pardon me? Okay. 
Uh, did your mom show outward affection toward her mate? Yes or no? So are you handling both male and female roles in your household? Yes or no? Because everybody has a role, right, male and female, and it's gotten very blurred. There are a lot of blurred lines about what is a male's role these days, what is a female role these days. Another question you might ask yourself is, do you resent your mate? Do you resent them? Or do you blame him for your problems? Now, these are questions that can go a lot deeper than what I'm doing here on the phone, okay? So there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of nuggets here. So it's just I wanted you to just kind of think through these for a minute. Do you find ways to justify why you are still not completely happy in your relationship, if that's the case? Well, if only he would, or if only she would... And the last question I have is, do you, do you take things too personally? Everything they say, do you take it personal? So just kind of notice what your questions and answers were and how that made you feel, perhaps, and what your uh, – we're going to write some things down here in a minute, but I want, now I want to turn to the men. So the men on the call, these are the questions I want you to ask yourself. Are you willing to show your feelings to your mate? And do you respect her or him, if you're gay? Do you respect yourself? Did your father bribe your mother with money or something else? And again, with bribes, again, it's subconscious, it's unconscious sometimes. As children, we look at that and we think, oh, You know, in order to get mom to do something, he had to do this for it and vice versa. So there was kind of some bribing going on. Do you feel inadequate in some way? And do you compensate for it in negative ways? In other words, sometimes men and women, but... I'm asking men right now, do you feel inadequate sometimes and you compensate for it by being a blowfish, you know, puffing up and being intimidating because you feel inadequate to cover up the fact that you feel inadequate? Do you blame your mate for your unhappiness? Well, if only she would... And do you ever say to yourself, I would be happier if she would fill in the blank? Are you handling both roles in the household? Because single moms and single dads have it rough, i got to tell you, because I was a single mom and I know how it is. I know how it was. And when you're handling both roles in the household, it can be really tiring. Here's another question for you. Do I back down to my mate just so I don't have to hear it? I just won't say anything. I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what she has to say about it. So I'll just shut up. And 
the last one is, do you take things too personally? Do you take on things too personally? So just kind of notice what you said and how you said it and what came up for you around that. And I want to give you some positive things to think about around that, and then we're going to to have you write some things down to see maybe what, what some of your expectations are around relationships, okay? And then we'll go to the dog metaphor that I know you're all waiting for, okay? So based on whatever you thought about or wrote down or thought about those questions, just know that you both cannot do the male and female job simultaneously well for long. Not only is this time-consuming, but it is extremely tiring, so that has been my experience that, and also with all the couples that I've been with, whether they're gay or straight or whatever, okay, that there are certain roles that take on a characteristic, a male or female characteristic. And if you have to do all of them all the time for a long time, it can get pretty tiring. And I think that's why a lot of people want for the most part, they want to be in a relationship because that's where, again, I've always said in all the workshops I ever do, I say, look, if you, if you want to grow, get into a relationship or have a baby. That will be the fastest growth you'll ever have. And I'll explain that in a minute too. Here's another nugget. Allow each other to tell their truth without condemning or belittling or any kind of head games. And Brad can probably tell you a little bit more about that, about telling their truth, about, you know, without condemning people or belittling them or playing these head games about I'll say, here, I'll tell my truth, but um, it's a, it's a trade off, you know. And you want to take responsibility for your own actions, your own thoughts, and your own beliefs. So recognize the patterns that keep coming up over and over and over in all of your relationships. And notice that, hello, you're the common denominator. And practice, practice active listening. In other words, repeat what each other has said. Because often you hear things that your partner did not say, and Brad and I are really great at this. <laughs> right, Brad? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, these are internal interpretations that can lead to miscommunications and arguments, and I'll give you an example. Because a lot of times we project on each other, and Brad and I do this all that we do. We project, we project on each other all the time, but we do know that's what we're doing. We do catch it for the most part. We're not perfect yet, but... We are able to catch it some of the times. There's a technique called mirroring. So, for example, let me give you an example. Your partner says uh, to you that he's tired and he doesn't want to talk. So what you may hear is, what you internalize is, you're not important. And he's selfish. So if you repeat back to him and say... What I heard you say is you're tired and you don't want to talk. 
And he would say, yeah, that's what I said. Then you have the choice. You can tell him, what I heard internally is, I'm not important enough for you to talk to me right now, and I interpreted that, that you're being selfish. And that's how I, that's how I feel. If you notice, I didn't say make me feel, just that's how I feel. And that's, that's what I heard internally. You don't have time for me. I'm not important enough. Does that sound like a scenario that you've been through? Okay. Think of yourself as a Siamese or an attached twin. If your twin wants to go to the bathroom, would you take it personally that they wanted to leave? Would you think they don't want to be with you? No, it just, just means they have to go to the bathroom, and it doesn't have to affect you. So newsflash, everybody, it's not always about you. Hopefully you're laughing. Stop taking every action, thought, or word personally. And thank goodness you're not really attached in that way, okay? <laughs> we are individuals and we are not connected at the hip. Anything you want to say there, Brad, <laughs> about any of that? I'm going to stay silent for the moment. Go ahead. Okay. Well, this interaction is taking responsibility for actively listening and owning your own thoughts. So he can choose to address your feelings or not. That's totally up to him whether or not he addresses the way you feel. But you have at least identified that, that that is what you heard and not what he said. He could have some other meaning or he could be pretty straightforward with his communications. Men usually are. So the woman is always right means that your intuition is always right. Whether you are a man or a woman, trust your gut feelings. You know, pl- do the Luke Skywalker. Trust your feelings. The force is always with you. And so sometimes it's hard to understand or know, is that my gut telling me or is that my head telling me? So if your gut tingles, if your little tummy starts tingling, then pay attention. That's how I always know that's my intuition. If my head takes over and says, yeah, but, then I know that that's my mind taking over, okay, and not necessarily my intuition. But it's been my experience and it's my belief that our intuitive selves are always right because our intuitive selves are connected to great spirit, to God, to universe, to divine wisdom, to source, to what energy, whatever you want to call that. It's that little knowing that we have. And I'm sure you've had that before where you go, man, I wish I had followed my intuition. I wish I had followed my my knowing. And as okay. birds understand this, I want everybody to understand it's not always easy to distinguish. It takes practice, and it takes looking at the evidence of not where I screwed up, but ooh, I did have a good hit. I did make that. I did see that. I did feel it. Take practice. Use practice, and then learn to trust yourself. It is a process, and especially for the guys learning to trust their instincts uh, more than their head. Right. So the woman is always right is a great practice. It's just a it's just a really easy way to remember. Oh, that's right. Trust my intuition and trust. Trust is the big word. But the woman, the, the female side of us, the intuitive side, 
it, it never lets us down if we just act on it, okay? All right, let's write down some expectations that you might have, some subconscious thoughts. So go ahead and get your pen out and your paper. And this is, I just want you to do a stream of consciousness writing. And all that means is that I'm going to say a sentence and you finish the sentence and you write down the first things that come up. Don't edit it. Don't figure it out. Don't try to think about it too long. Just, just the very first thing that comes out of your thoughts. Okay? Okay. A woman in a relationship is supposed to a woman in a relationship is supposed to what? And if you're driving just think about it. Finish up on the one you're writing. And then the next one. A man in a relationship is supposed to... A man in a relationship is supposed to... Finish up on the one you're on. And the next one is, I expect him or her to, so whatever mate you've had in the past or you have now or want to have, I expect him or her to what? What do you expect? And the last one, I need him or her to, I need him or her to, to what?
Okay. So finish up on that one and just look at what you wrote. And some of these expectations and beliefs come from your own family, your culture, your TV, your society, your grandparents, your teachers. You know, all of these expectations started somewhere. So what I'd like to do is somebody volunteer just to share so we can hear. And all you have to do is hit star six. And when you hit star six, that will open you up and you can share what you wrote. And maybe we can have a little uh, a little quickie here and then we'll get into why men are dogs. This is Sharon. I'll go first. Okay, Sharon, what you got? <laughs> I had – that's because I did a lot of work on myself. I had – be uh, be yourself, I be myself, you be yourself. And then the last question was, I mean, statement was, be honest. <laughs> That's awesome. So a woman is supposed to be themselves, a man's supposed to be themselves, and I expect him to be honest? Or Yes. yes. And, I need, and then I need him to? Be honest. <laughs> be honest. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Okay. That's awesome. So you have some belief systems. Uh, is that working for you now? Yeah, it is. It, it runs off. All, I'm single, so if I don't get that, oh. I'm gone. <laughs> oh. Oh, I see. So some of us, some of us have very clear requirements, right, and expectations. And if you don't match that, I'm gone. I love that. So, yes, ma'am. I gotcha. So yeah, and sometimes that works, you know. And then sometimes, sometimes I don't know if this is you, honey, but sometimes people feel. I know I've worked with a lot of people. It's like you know, when am I ever gonna? Meet that person, you know. When am I ever going to get yeah. the one that I'm looking for? That and, part. Right? <laughs> so the one that you're looking for, and you know, the, the my blanket answer is the one you're looking for is within you. Mm. Okay? So if you keep looking outside of yourself for, like I said, um, to fill up that void or that hole or the, <clears throat> that expectation, then what happens, you look outside yourself for the validation and you're constantly looking outside yourself to say, please love me enough, show me that I'm lovable, show me that I can have an honest relationship, mm-hmm. show me that, prove to me, and that puts a burden on that other person. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you, or and if you, show up as that honest person and you vibrate that and you're vibrating honesty and you're vibrating, uh, what was the first thing you said? A woman in a relationship is supposed to? Be herself. Be yourself. If you're vibrating being yourself, whatever that is for you, you know, mm-hmm. maybe clarifying that a little bit more about what does that look like, you know, what is that, how do you show up in that? And what does that mean, a man being himself, you know, what does that look like and how does that show up and how can the two match? So mm-hmm. there's a specific um, protocol that we go through around all of this, but um, 
that's a good start. So just, I, I heard you go, hmm, so I got, got your wheels spinning <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Okay, good. So thank you for volunteering. It takes a lot of courage thank to you. do that. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and there's more to it, everybody. You can, you know, with the, with our Essence of Abundance, I mean, Essence of Relationships class, we're, we're having one on April 20th. So um, you can either come to it or you can actually log into it and look at it online uh, as, as it's happening. And of course, our Conscious Leadership Academy, it's part of your whole 12-month membership. So we're in that we're going to be really diving into all of that about relationships. And some of you have already started diving in. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So I am I want to go ahead and get into the dogs part so we can make sure we have enough time. And then if we have some time left over, I can ask for another uh, volunteer. Before we do, do Birds, I wanted to just, in the first two questions you asked, it was amazing how, for me, I was playing back where I am now versus what I was trained to be as a child growing up, a young man growing up, a young adult growing up, and how my definitions and expectations have changed. Um, the cultures have changed. Um, the people around me have changed. So it's, it's good to see the witness of the maturity, but also the the more willing to expand and become a, a stronger male and emote and be connected and be uh, diverse. So it's just nice evolution that I got to witness. That's awesome. Again, yeah, because we grow up with beliefs and expectations a certain way, how we see it, and with what uh, what Sharon had, uh, you know, clearly her whole thing behind that was trust. Okay, so whatever she's, whatever evidence she has had in the past that there's been, when you know, the opposite of being honest is 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 being dishonest, right? So there's something going on around trust that the evidence has been just like when we grow up, Brad. There's you know, we get to see the evidence of what our expectations are and what we're supposed to know and be and do. And as you, you know, when you meet somebody like me, it changes everything, right? Just kidding. Okay. It did. <laughs> it did. I did say, if you're going to be in a relationship with me, it's going to be a workshop and hold on. So, uh, yeah. Oh. What? Forever. Forever. Okay. So let me get into men or dogs because that seems to have triggered a lot of people. So this is a metaphor. Always, what? Because the woman's always right. <laughs> That's the intuitive side that we all have. Okay. This is a metaphor, okay, it, to explain men's behavior in a natural habitat. So if we, here's, here's what I want to say about it, and tongue-in-cheek, okay, if we, if we would just look at men as dogs, we could better understand why they do the things they do and not try to turn them into something that they're not. Now, that's coming from a woman's perspective, okay? So it's tongue-in-cheek. Like dog. What? It's a good dog. Good dog, right. I know many of you out there have tried to change or retrain your dog to comply with what you think you want. However, over the years, I've identified some consistent behaviors that apply to dogs as well as men or the male side, okay? If only men would embrace this concept and women, if we could just allow them to be who he really is. You are not their trainer, nor are you really a dog, guys. You're really not. 
women, you're not their trainer, and men, you're really not a dog. Many women feel like they've been forced sometimes to take on this dog's world in business and in life. You know, men and women not only have confusing roles in relationships, but they have confusing roles in business now. I mean, there's there's a lot of, like I said, it's not defined. The boundaries have moved back from the 50s. And the male-female aspects have merged oftentimes. It's hard to tell them apart sometimes. Now, I'm not saying we have to abandon any improvements that we've had on women's rights. Believe me, I'm a big, clearly a proponent of of we all have the right to speak and we all have the right to be who we are and we all have the right to be equal in all of that. But these masculine and feminine sides of us have gotten sometimes blurred a little bit and this is just a one way to kind of keep us straight, a little a little more straight. So these are the five characteristics of dogs that can apply to men. The first one is expressing his feelings and communicating them. So one of the most important aspects of a relationship is communication and expressing your feeling and your truths to each other. If a man is afraid of his own feelings and not sure how to communicate them, he buries them deep down like a bone in the backyard. However, unlike dogs, they forget where their bones are buried and they start piling up on each other. And for most, sooner or later, they can't explode with emotion. So they have been allowed, and for many, encouraged to show aggression and be angry and to funnel that into sports or their work. Unfortunately, some men can't or don't funnel it in that way. And they either bottle it up and eventually burst forth with an eruption of fury, or... They quietly shut down their feelings altogether. Now, neither option is appropriate, in my opinion, for a harmonious relationship at work or at home. When a dog's hurt, he cries. When a dog is afraid, he whimpers or growls. When a dog is angry, he barks. Dogs are very present with their emotions. And if men and women would allow themselves just to feel their emotions when they're actually happening... And do it in an appropriate way, which, of course, I teach and you can understand, that it won't build up. Truly strong dogs are not afraid to show their vulnerability. Think about it. If a man can show his vulnerability, he is more secure in who he is and is not afraid of what others might think of him. And that's true for women. Our strengths lies in our vulnerability. The more secure we are, the more we can show ourselves. And it's counterintuitive, I know. My strength lies in my vulnerability. But those of you who have taken Essence of Being and those of you who have done a lot of work with me, you know what that means. But basically, it's showing your feelings and having feelings and allowing them because they, they are natural. And if you stuff them down and bury the bones in the backyard... Um, they get lost, confused, or erupt, or shut down. And none of that is very appropriate. Would you agree, Brad? Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> okay, the second part <laughs> The second part is protecting his brood or his family, like dogs. Okay, so women want to feel safe. If a woman feels safe in a relationship... 
and in her world, she's happy, right? So if you think about back in the caveman, you know, the men were the, ga- the hunters, right, and gatherers, and the women were the nurturers. Well, in this confusing world that we call relationships these days, there's a tendency for us to mix up our roles. So in a dog's life, the female is the nurturer and the male is the protector of the den. Now, I know there's nothing like uh, the mama bear and the, you know, the lioness. She, she, she's definitely fierce, right? But I'm talking about a woman can go about her business feeling secure if if, if her partner can maintain a sense of safety and protection. In other words, somebody's going to be cat, catching her if she falls. Same thing with a man. He wants to know he's going to get caught if he falls. That he will be there to back her up and protect her in any situation. And protect means just be there for them to show up. Cause, cause, because there's a sense of anxiety that comes from having to always look over your shoulder to see if you're safe. And this interferes with the woman's role or the female side of us holding space as a center of affection and love and nurturing. And again, like I said, if you're a single mom, you may feel you have to play all those roles and it gets really tiring defending and nurturing at the same time. And it eases our minds and spirit if we know we have our champion right beside us to aid in our time of need. So men know this and apply this in a natural... See, dogs know it, and they apply that in a natural setting, the hunter and the gatherer. So it kind of goes back to that instinctual part of us as animals. But feeling safe is important for both men and women, clearly, okay? So protection is just knowing that you've got each other's back. The third characteristic of a dog is standing his ground and keeping his integrity. This is, this is a really good one, and this is one that I love, because if you consider yourself a powerful woman like I do, be honest about it. So what you're really looking for in a mate is someone who will stand beside you and be just as powerful and not back down to you. Now, you may bitch, moan, and whine, but you will respect him more if he does not become milk toast and back down. In other words, on the outside, you might be angry and you might test his integrity and say hey, you want it your way, And you may want it your way, but it doesn't help to cut off parts of your dog's anatomy and neuter him in order for you to get your way. After all, if you did that, what would you have left, right? The secret that powerful women have is that they really, really want to appear like they can have anything they want from their man, but if he has to swallow his integrity and go against his own principles in order to accommodate them, women will eventually lose respect for them. And respect is key in a harmonious relationship. And men want to be respected just like women. And they do not want to be emasculated in front of anybody. So if you lose respect for them, again, it mirrors their own feelings of loss of their own respect. So if you have a man that doesn't respect himself, 
then eventually the woman loses respect. A dog or a man should be able to draw the line in the sand and not have you cross it. When, you know, integrity can be described as holding your shape. And those of you who've done my workshops, you know, it's holding your shape, not backing down, not allowing outside influences to pull you off your center, to pull you off your truth. So if a man or woman doesn't hold their shape, then they lose their sense of self. Does that make sense? Now, I bitch, moan, and whine when, when Brad says no to me or says, but I know when he really means no. I know when he draws a line in the sand that that's it. Now, I may be pissed off because I'm a very strong woman, but I do respect him for doing that. And if he backed down to me, quote, back down to me, over and over and over again, eventually I would probably lose respect because he's lost respect for himself. Does that make sense? Anything you want to say about that one, Brad? Hello? Okay. guess he's not... He's still muted, I guess. All right, so that's a good one. The other, the fourth, the fourth one is, what is the fourth one? Oh, it's about sex. Of course, I lost that one, huh? Okay, yeah. Okay, having sex, having sex with reckless abandon. Now, let me talk about sex for a minute. All right, speaking of not having all of your parts, if you neuter your guy, right, is it, it is best if your dog can allow himself or the man to have sexual passion, all right? Same thing with women. Many men and women have insecurities around this, but one of the biggest ones is that their belief that they are good that they're a good lover. The sexual drive is a natural fact. I mean, as a dog, as a as an actual dog, they know when the female dog's in heat, right? And their instinct is to fulfill their mission. Unfortunately, oftentimes men don't know when their woman is interested. And they have to play games in order to be satisfied. So sexual desire can be a spiritual connection if you let it. However, if you have castrated each other, it's hard for you to connect on that level. There are physical and emotional needs that can be fulfilled. And the physical need is primal. The emotional need is what makes us uniquely human, that into me see, the intimacy. Being vulnerable is the best gift you can give yourself and your partner. It allows you to be naked with each other emotionally. It allows a more whole experience of deep love. There's a great deal of trust necessary for that to happen. It's hard to be open and vulnerable if you're constantly worrying about, am I doing this right? In other words, if one of you is overly concerned with satisfying each other, it can bring up stress and fear of failure and performance anxiety. So how passionate of a feeling can that be? Now, I know some people hold each other hostage for sex. And if you do that, Women, if you hold him hostage for sex, he'll be more than likely to resent you and go elsewhere. And vice versa. 
So people need to be present with their actions in order for them to be vulnerable. Don't don't give reasons to drift off to other places in order for them to feel validated as a sexual being. Keep your signals consistent and be open to telling your truth about sex. And pave the way for him to do the same. So it really is about that open communication. And a sexual desire is your it is a it is a spirit you can't allow it to be a spiritual connection. Now I know physically it's a procreation thing, it's something that's innately in us. However, what I'm talking about is that is the intimacy, the human part. The emotional part as well. It's not just about the physical part. And the last thing that is a characteristic for a dog is listening. You know, think of listening skills are beyond human skills. I mean, the dog's hearing is beyond a human. It's a miraculous thing. It can hear beyond that human range. So if a man really wants to impress a woman, okay, he should practice his listening skills. (laughs) And all of us women want to be heard. And so do men. They want to be heard. And we can practice our listening skills. Being heard is so important to us that we surround ourselves with other women to listen to us. Okay? Unfortunately, all of those women want to be heard too. But think about your, you know, I don't mean to be, but this is true for me. Think about your gay friends, right? The best part of having a gay man as a friend is that they at least listen to your feelings and you, and you feel validated and important. They listen to you. And they just have more of that feminine nurturing aspect come forward. That's all. A woman wants to know she's important. And if you have a man that listens to you, it mirrors back to you that you're important. Because women have been told for thousands of years that they're second class. They're not important. Because of this, many of them have shut down their voice and are afraid to speak up. And they're afraid to be heard for fear of persecution or judgment or ridicule. So here we are in the Me Too movement, right? And the uh, Time's Up movement and all of the equality that we have just begun to understand that, you know what? We do have the right to speak. And if our mate listens to us, this shows respect for our voice. And if you're a man and you've shut down your voice, you have the right to have a voice as well. So dogs have this ability of listening, and the more they're secure in who they are as a man, the less intimidated they will be when we speak. In other words, I don't mean that the man typically says, yes, dear, yes, dear, whatever you say, dear, mentality. I mean truly actively listening when when they're engaged and present in what we're saying. And that goes for all of us. So Brad and I made a vow about orbiting in love instead of falling in love because if you fall in love, you have the capability to fall out of love. So the core structure of this belief is that each of us is a whole person, okay? We don't need anything from each other to make ourselves whole. 
We come together into the relationship as whole individuals, linking ourselves in that partnership. And when we intertwine ourselves together, there's a magic that is created. And that magic place created is a third entity called us. There's me and you, and together it makes us. That's the synergy. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. One plus one equals three. So we're each whole individuals. We're not our better half. A lot of us say our better half. What happens when that half leaves? Does that mean you're a half person? It's very painful to split up from that type of relationship because you've left part of yourself with that person and you feel less than whole. Plus, you've asked your mate to fill a need that you have and you're once again reminded that you're less than. So again, that's really cruel to ask another human being to do that because no matter how hard they try, it can never truly, truly be done by another human being. Most people cannot maintain giving each other what they need like that and give themselves what they need at the same time. And that that's why you fall out of love. So it's not my better half or my other half, it's my other whole, right? So a healthier way could be entering into a relationship like Brad and I did, orbiting instead of falling. Because we create something bigger than we can by ourselves. We expand as opposed to contract. When I'm whole and complete, Brad's whole and complete, and if something happens where he leaves or I leave or we, you know, if we die or whatever, whatever happens, we don't lose who we are inside. We don't lose, we don't lose our own identity. But what we gain together is something bigger than we can by ourselves. And it really lets that other person off the hook so that you can create a synergistic partnership that's magical. So that's the whole premise that men are dogs and the woman is always right. And um, if you would like more information about all of this and experience this on a, on a deeper level, of course, Essence of Relationships is coming up April 20th. It's a whole one day. We're going to live stream it if you can't make it. If you're part of our Conscious Leadership Academy, that's part of it, you know. We just did our abundance module, and now we're going deep into relationships, and you're going to learn all of this on a deeper level. So what's going to be happening next is letting go of our ego and having more of a compassionate relationship and learning about triggers and boundaries and all of that stuff that happens with relationships. So I'm really excited about what all of you are going to be experiencing in the Conscious Leadership Academy. If you're not already in that or if you're not, if you haven't done Essence of Being, go to essenceofbeing.com or you can go to essenceofbeing.com slash CLA, which stands for Conscious Leadership Academy, and you'll get to see everything that uh, that includes. Or you can just come to the one day if you want or come to Essence of Being. We're doing those all throughout the year. So does anybody have any questions or comments? You can hit star six, and I'm going to unmute everybody here in a minute, but I didn't know. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Brad? Are you there? Did you come back? Uh, there... Hello? Yes. Hi, it's Christine in Hawaii. Hi, my Hawaii girls here. <laughs> Berg, I just want to say I'm so in love with you and your work. I think you are just magnificent. I'm on every call. 
and I'm thrilled that your husband is on the call. I right. mean, you guys, the way you are, you can hear your synergy, and it's so cute. <laughs> when you said when you said uh, being with me is like being with a workshop, and you said forever, I love that. I was laughing at everything you expected us to laugh at, and I'm so grateful to you because you just you just clarified everything I, I'm uh, that already resonates with me, and I wanted to, I just want to thank you so much. You're welcome, Mahalo, my friend. Yeah. Okay. And aloha. And my husband, yes. And and Brad, he lived there for nine years, so we love Hawaii. It's awesome. And take our workshops over here, girl. Why don't you come to Hawaii and offer workshops? We have. We have. We will again. If you do that, I will will definitely get people in there for you. Okay, hon. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Bye. Brad, are you there? Hi, Howard. I just want to see if Brad's there first. Brad? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to say before I open it up? And I know Howard was on, and I just want to open it up to everybody, and we'll we'll just uh, beg off because it's been an hour. Is there something else you want to say? <laughs> um, only that it, this is a um, practice for everybody. You won't get it right the first time. Keep practicing. The world needs better communication. Guys, we have to be more balanced in our approach and thinking, and women have to be more balanced in owning this. It's also we have to let go at times of that control or letting go of that expectation and craft what we want, not what we thought we wanted. That's it. I love you all. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. Howard, is there one one thing you want to say? Yeah, um, I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, Very enlightening to answer these questions. But I do have one question left. Yes. If a woman is always right and a man is always wrong, if a man says a woman uh, is right, is he still wrong? <laughs> I know you're you're joking. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jokester. Mm. He's practicing for his comedy show. That's awesome, Howard. I love that. And we all know okay. that's not what I mean, so you get it, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Again, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm you. Gonna, you're welcome, sweetheart. Let me go ahead and uh, unmute everybody. Okay, everybody, we went over a little bit, but it was a very uh, trigger-happy kind of a um, experience. And now that I'm off Facebook, uh, hopefully uh, they'll let me back on it uh, sometime. So <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, you got something out of it. Is everybody uh, anything else that anybody wants to say? Thank you, Bert. You're welcome. Something that went a- along with your um, uh, talk about basically kind of emotionally um, castrating men. When I worked at a women's health spa, we had an obscene caller, so we had to have regular. So we had a police officer come out and talk to us. And it was interesting to see that the the psychological profile for an obscene phone caller was a mealy mouse middle-aged man that couldn't stand up to his wife. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Wow, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So we have to respect each other and allow ourselves to have our voice and learn how to communicate in a way that has empathy, ownership, and respect. And that's what we're going to be learning all this next module with uh, relationships. So I'm excited. Thank you for sharing that. It's awesome. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. 
Yeah, so I tell my friends if their husbands get testy to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Be happy for the testy one. At least they're not an obscene phone caller. (laughs) Yes, perfect. All right, everybody. So does anybody else uh, just want to say anything, and then we'll just close out? Okay, so thank you all for listening, and guess what? Next, Thank you. Next power call that I'm going to have, uh, of course, always look at my bubble talk with Burge. It's always Tuesdays and Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard on Facebook if they let me back on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, you're welcome to go to my YouTube channel and check out all the bubble talk. Uh, they're like 15-minute uh, snippets for you to focus on about different things. But my next... My next power call is going to be April 17th. It's always the third Wednesday of every month. And guess what it's going to be on? The Essence of Intimacy. Hello. So we're going to get even deeper because we're doing a lot of relationship stuff this this module, okay, this this quarter. So the Essence of Intimacy. So stay tuned for that, and we'll get a little deeper into all of that. So thank you all for listening. Mahalo, and uh, really appreciate all of you on, and hopefully um, you'll join me with Relationships or Essence of Being or the Conscious Leadership Academy. And until then, what you focus on expands, everybody. So say say, see you later. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Barrett. You're welcome. Bye. (laughs) You're welcome.